And welcome back to The Continuum, everybody. I'm Kyle, and in the other corner is my good friend, Adam. How are you doing? Yeah, all's good, Ads. Thank you very much, sir. So, um, we left the last one. I was asking about your previous work experience. Jobs, wasn't it? We're on jobs. Um, Not not Steve. Not Steve, no. We're talking about our jobs, our careers, uh, if you can call it that. (laughs) Um, So, we know you've done a bit of chefing. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a bit of chefing. Uh, well, I've done, do you know what? I've done quite a lot of different things. Um, so chefing was obviously one of the big ones. And it's. I think I said in a previous episode that it's something I'd always wanted to do. And yeah. then actually given the chance to do it, it's like, yeah, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. But um, so what other jobs have I had? I've been, I fitted air conditioning ducting. Don't know. Okay, like, like big old units, big old That's... metal things, which actually sort of reminds me. You know the big, um, the big, well, the ducting that the square stuff that McLean crawls through in in oh, uh, yes. Die Hard. Yeah. It, it, every time I see that scene, I'm like, that, that wouldn't work. You can't, <laughs> you can't go through there. I don't care. I don't care what you're doing. Like if I say I don't remember that scene, is that is that in bad taste at the moment? You don't remember that scene. That's a pretty popular scene. I don't know. It's just because Bruce Willis has just been confirmed to have Oh God, okay. that yeah, so, that is in bad taste. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he, he won't remember it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um anyway, you can't crawl through there. The amount of screws that would probably be in those ducting things and the amount of crap in them as well. I've had to like take old ducting stuff out before putting a new ducting in and that is disgusting like and also it gets smaller as you go through so it's all it's all lies as it as it kind of starts going towards the actual ventilation exactly yeah because the whole point like the air will reduce as it goes through there's only so much you can get through it so like to maintain a maximum pressure it's got to get smaller as it goes okay yeah. Now you, you do realize you're in England, yeah. This isn't this isn't America. Mm. We still have air con. This um, isn't Hollywood. Yeah, no, I know. Um we still yeah. I don't know. The proper Hollywood ventilations. It, I I think uh did I watch have you ever seen that um that show on Netflix? It's the films that made us. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. And one of those, obviously, it's such a popular film, but they're talking about in Die Hard. I think there was one scene where uh, Bruce Willis had to jump from, like, I think one one vent to another vent or something. Mm. But I think he ended up kind of hurting himself when he when he did that scene as well. Yeah, yeah, and wouldn't surprise me. He actually did the stunt. I think so. Mm. I mean, it's kind of the same as Tom Cruise, isn't it? Yeah, but Tom Cruise just, does do his stunts, doesn't he? So they say, you know, I've, I've watched Miss Mission Impossible. I've seen his face trick where he wears somebody else's face. Someone could be wearing Tom Cruise's face. <laughs> Do you know? Have you seen that? Stars. Have you seen the um? The, there's a dude that's like deep fakes Tom Cruise all the yeah. time. Have you seen that? Well, like... I've, I've seen one of the sh- one of the uh, videos he's done. I think. Yeah, it's really weird. It's bizarre. I mean, it looks well, quite quite good. Yeah, it is. there are moments within you know in the video where it's sort of I think he's got to keep his face in like a particular position, hasn't he? Because I do think like 
the, there are moments in the video if he turns too much it sort of like flickers out slightly yeah there's that artificial intelligence that kind of just doesn't pick that up again hmm. it's, yeah it's weird have you seen that that one uh i saw in ai as well where the when people are doing uh let's say they're doing podcasts live or they're doing streams and mm. and that where when the guys they've they've got this ai now where it basically changes where it will keep your focus of your eyes and where you're looking so say for example i'm reading the screen on the right mm. When I'm reading the screen on the right, my eyes will continue looking at the camera. So that's just the way that AI is doing it. So I can turn my head and my yeah. eyes keep yeah, looking the at the camera just so like, forward. like I'm actually engaged with the audience the whole time. Yeah. I bet that looks weird though and really creepy. Yeah. When this person just kind of keeps moving <laughs> and they've just kind of always got their eyes on you. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. weird. It's so I strange. I don't like that. Um, yeah, anyway, so, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, so other jobs then? Other jobs. What's the most boring job? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, really. I don't really... Have I had boring jobs? Christ, I think... I, don't know. I need to actually shortest... think back to what I've... I, I worked on a delicatessen. That was quite fun, actually. What is that? Uh, when you say like a... In a is that just in like a fancy a, subway? No, no. It's in, in like a supermarket. You know, you get the meat counters and the uh, oh, yes, yeah. and the cheese counters. It's one of those. It's a deli. Okay. I suppose cool. in, in some places deli are uh delis are sandwich shops, aren't they? Delicatessen. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I think of a delicatessen, it just reminds me of the Sopranos or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna get some salami. Yeah, salami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's strange. I think one of the shortest jobs I've ever had, uh, I went and I tried to do waitering. You know, as you kind of yeah. you're in the chef and restaurant trade and that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did waitering. I think I lasted two days. Yeah. Well, my, my before I got into chefing, the first thing. So, long story short, basically, my mum got me a job at a restaurant near to where we were moving. Um. So I went and did a shift that night and they were, I, I assumed that I'd be in the kitchen uh, <laughs> despite me being like 17 I thought oh, I'll just be in there learn, you know maybe I'll learn a bit in there which I eventually did but the first shift was waiting waiting tables and I was like I don't really want to do this <laughs> I was like no. I think I, I think I said to him can't I work in the kitchen they went yeah yeah you can so yeah. can, can I the deal kitchen with a few less people please <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> let's face it, people are the real issue <laughs> in life. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried the waitering thing for a couple of days, and just I had a fairly uh, fancy. I say fancy, like it was a it was a kind of cocktail bar mm. lounge. I mean, they they called them news cafes back in South Africa. I'm trying to think what what might be an equivalent thing, but you know, kind of like a fancy pub. You go or restaurants you go there you go get cocktails you know yeah. they've got cheap cocktails I had one called a uh pangalactic goggle blaster <laughs> and i think i think that was from the amount um, of shit you make up for this podcast is it's hilarious <laughs> a pangletastic sparkle blaster what no, was it no i think it was actually a um i don't know if it's a nod to hitchhiker's guides to the galaxy 
Um, oh right, and and I think I think I've only I've seen that film once. So, and Did you read the books uh, or anything? I've never never read the book. You know me, I don't read. Yeah, well, well listeners okay, by well, now I, would know me that no, yeah, so I won't read. So. I, I listen to all the books. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure sure there was a mention of that in in one of the books of Pangalactic Goggle Blaster. Yeah, so you, you have you have a couple of those and you you're finished. So, really? um, do you remember what's in them? Oh no, I'll have to. I'd, I'd, I'd look at it on the net, but it's too long to top. So look it up. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought working up one of those places because they did food as well, and that's one of the things they obviously push quite a lot. Is you know mm. the amount of profit that you get in food and cocktails as well. It's mm. like you know just keep keep pushing it. So we did that, and I think by the first night I ended up walking away with maybe equivalents of like twenty quid. You know, and I was like, tips. Or, yeah, yeah. I was like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> you mean tw- that was your entire wage for that shift? Yeah, I, th- I think from I think from memory, it's it's kind of different, obviously, if I'm exchanging and that. But yeah, mm. I think at that time, yeah, everything you earned was all tips. All oh, right. So yeah, and I was yeah. Like, see, I had in the place that I worked as a chef. I did. I had like an hourly rate, which wasn't great, but I also got tips for every shift that I worked. You know, everyone would sort their tip at the end of the night. We would divide the tips up for each person, and then that person would have their sort of kitty, if you like, of of tips money, of tip money. And a lot of the time, I could just save my wages and then live off my tips. So you know, we got. Where was where was this? Uh, where was just this in a pub, pub in in Russia. No, no, Derby. Sounds very communist. No, Derby. no it's, that's a good way of doing it because then if you know the, the people that worked that shift get all the tips rather than splitting it between everyone. I've worked, worked in another kitchen where I think all the all the tips went in together and everyone got it at the end of the month in their pay packet, which mm. I don't think. You know that's not really fair because some people might have only done a couple of shifts that. That month. yeah, I mean, it makes sense from that point of view. But what about that person who's just like a not a very good waiter, or you know, then they're not pulling the weight. Mm. Yeah, there is you know, that they, as well, I suppose. Then you're kind of distributing it amongst everybody. It's like well, that's not very yeah. really fair. But you know, a lot, in in a lot of cases, I think. The chefs don't normally get tipped, so it was actually quite nice. Yeah, you know what I mean. I the chefs, from that point of view, the waiting staff, like in America, I can't imagine the uh, the people behind the scenes get any of the tips, do they? Because the waiting staff live off their tips. I believe so. So that's another yeah. thing, like the tipping culture. Tipping culture is kind of changing here as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, over I, here at the service service charges are always sort of added at the moment. I, I feel like more and more places just add them as like a compulsory, well, not even compulsory. They just put it on your bill and that's that. They don't really yeah. sort of, you can obviously say, I'm not paying a tip, which I think I've said before. Oh, I've done that um, numerous times. No, I, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before where I had the, the waiter spill spill my beer on me, drop yeah. my food on the floor, and he expected a tip at the end of it all. No, like, thank well, you. That's not happening. You can remove that right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty presumptuous to put the service charge straight on the bill. 
Yeah. Uh, I, but why do they do it? Do you think it's because that's <laughs> more and more people probably don't want to tip? Yeah. But again, it's everyone. This is again coming from a person who's worked two days as a waiter, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, I don't think it should be expected, especially because everyone's mm. getting at least the national living wage or, you know, mm. whatever. So they, they are getting yeah. that, you know, again, it's not the state. And it's right. again, how much do you tip? And mm. uh, I don't know. It's for me, though, like I'd be happy to tip if the service is good and the food's good. Mm. You know, if you've got one or the other and it's just crap, then why would you, you know? Mm. So, yeah, don't put it on my bill. Well, I don't know. Maybe they've just got, they just don't trust the fact that people are actually going to tip. Well, I've I've actually often wondered if you're going to do a tip, why do you also need to, I don't know how some places deal with it. You know, some pubs or restaurants are going to be quite dodgy with it as well, because if you're going to be paying by card, then it goes into their bank account. Mm. And then how are they, again, reallocating that? Because like you said, cash, if it's going through, obviously the government wants to tax you on that. You know, yeah. that's why yeah. we've, that's why they invented currency, as I mentioned previously. Yeah. Um, so, is but, it? Do you think it's a government thing? Do you reckon the governments are saying you can't you can't earn tips anymore in cash? You've got to put it as the you got to add it on the bill. Yeah, well, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If it if it goes in by card, that's going to get taxed, surely. Yeah, it's got to go through to them at some point. But again, is it is a tip? I would say a tip is a gift, isn't it? Yeah. And technically yeah, but... gifts aren't taxable. Yeah, no, but they are, aren't they? You, you, are they? Yeah, inheritance. Um, you get inheritance tax these days and things like yeah, that. Inheritance tax isn't a gift. I mean, it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Do you not think? But no, you can. So I'm pretty sure you can gift a certain amount of the inheritance before you've passed on. Okay. But if you gift too much, then yeah, you get in, you get taxed on it. Okay. What happens if you gift and then you die? Mm. I suppose there's probably, there's probably a threshold date. Something they've thought of everything, haven't they? Yeah. Thieving <laughs> bastards. <laughs> I yeah, say this I'd- in jest, please don't take me away. Government. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. I need to talk to somebody. Um, actually, we could still do this if you're in jail. It's fine. Don't what? No, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> um. Yes, I. I don't know what. What are we doing, sir? I was just thinking about podcasting in jail and you know being. We could talk about that if you want. How many? I wonder. There must be podcasts out there actually that are. Uh, by prisoners in jail cells. They might be, I mean, they probably get more listeners than we do. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably like a dear diary thing. I mean, if, yeah. if no one's doing it, maybe we need to start it. Like, we don't actually have to be in jail, you know. Tales can, from Jail. We can do the tales, the tales from Jail podcast. That sounds pretty, pretty catchy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't actually have to be in jail. We'll just you know, make up stories. We could be yeah, cellmates. You could just tell me a story. You, know, you could just one day you could just talk, and then the next day I could talk about you know my my life in the yard. Mm, mm. And you know this fool came up to me 
Um, whilst I was benching iron, yeah. and he yeah. lent on the weights, so I got up and shivved his ass. Exactly. With and my then, toothbrush. Uh, <laughs> and then Vinnie Jones my came toothbrush in. toothbrush that I manufactured into a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Vinnie Jones appeared. Uh, and the gov wanted him to, you know, play football against the guards. You know, seen that and... film? <laughs> yeah, of course, I've you seen know that. Film. You, have you seen the film that it's based on? Uh, I'm not sure. So it's based on the um, the Longest Yard, which oh yeah, is, yeah, with Adam Sandler. But but there was one before originally, yeah, with Burt Reynolds. I think it was. No, yeah, I, don't think I, I don't think I saw Burt the original Reynolds. original one. And the other one so there's uh, been was three versions of that film mean, and a mean, mean machine. machine. Yeah. Mean, mean, mean machine. That is good. I mean, it's it as good as a funny Jones film could be. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. I'll, I'll start writing the script for the, uh, shit. Ch- ch- what? Tales from Jail. <laughs> Tales from Jail. <laughs> the Tales from Jail podcast. Yeah. That, that sounds pretty good, and uh, we'll see see where that takes us. So, yeah. But one thing I was uh, thinking about, Ed, when it came to uh, jobs, is what, what do you think a dream job is or, or would be? Oh, I don't know. I'd like to do some voiceover work. I'd, I mean, I know I've got a pretty boring Kind of like voice, podcasting. But, yeah, kind of like podcasting, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to. I don't know. What do you mean? Being uh, being an actor on Peppa like a Pig? Voice or... in... No, not Peppa Pig. Although okay. I can do all the Peppa Pig accents now. <laughs> can you? I've watched so much. <laughs> it's really bad. What are I just your, sit there uh... doing impressions of all the characters. What are your um, thoughts on Peppa Pig? Because I, I found actually, uh, I, f- I think she's quite obnoxious and quite rude. I think very, the whole family's quite rude. Yeah, very obnoxious. No, not... Mm, not so much rude. The dad dad is very arrogant. I don't know if you notice. He's like, I am excellent at this. Just hold hold my beer. I'm excellent at this. One second. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. He's that kind of guy. Uh, the mums just we all as dads. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they all as mums? No, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> The listeners have got to understand that I, I, although I may say things to you that sound upsetting, I'm just doing it to, to make Kyle laugh. Yeah. That's yeah, it. It's okay. Don't worry. The wives are never going to listen to this. It's okay. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, Pepper's a right little dick. <laughs> Gee, I just, bitch. again, yeah. And just, and she, you know, no, no pleasers, no thank yous. Right. It's just, I don't know, wrong mm. attitude. And I think that actually rubs off on our children as well. I think I it know. does. Pippa, Pippa Pig is a uh, bad influence on mm. the, the UK culture. Yep. Now, a different kind of uh, cartoon quickly is that you you told me to watch it many a time, and I thought, mm. I don't know what you're talking about, because I actually thought it was a different show. <laughs> but uh, Bluey yeah. is probably... One of my favourite all-time shows. <laughs> as far as kids' shows go, it is brilliant, isn't it? It's so funny. Like, but it's I got something you, for everyone. But I wonder if you have to sometimes have kids or, or know people that have kids to kind of appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, and have your and and be able to actually form an opinion because 
many people might be listening and thinking, what the hell is Peppa Pig? Um, yeah. And really, it's just not worth looking into. Bluey, on the other hand, is <laughs> so funny that it yeah. is worth looking into. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's it, every, it, every character in that is uh, is really good. They're fun. Oh. Just fun. Do you know, in fact, the, the dad in that program is the kind of dad that I want to be. I think that's every dad. You know, he's he's the hero. He makes me feel terrible as a father. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. How can we live up to that? He's just oh. like, he's willing to play every single game and he gets like, gets stuck into it, doesn't he? Yeah. He takes on the role. That's what makes me feel bad. But there, there's certain episodes that I'll watch where, I, and I know it's a cartoon, but you kind of, do you know when... It's that I want to I want to call it uncanny valley, where it's like I don't know if they are still, if the cartoon characters are still acting or it's actually happening to them. Like, did you ever watch the Feather Wand episode? Yes. Yes. So, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So Bingo's got this Feather Wand where she makes everything heavy, and but like, and I know they're cartoon characters and they're acting, but when they're acting and they're acting so well, you're kind of thinking, wait, is, is the Feather Wand real? Is, yeah, is the feather one working? real to them, or are they faking it? Because they're faking it really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go and watch some Bluey in a minute. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the thing. When you start watching these shows, you look into, especially as you get older. I've, I've said I'm so cynical about things, and I analyze everything just way, way more than I need to. Even watching Paw Patrol. Yeah. You know, I watch Paw Patrol now, and you know, you got this kid rider who's now in charge of the entire police and fire department. What are his qualifications? Yeah. How do, that how would never they... happen. Why is he in this role? How did he get this role? <laughs> how are they affording this? Where where does the budget come from? Yeah. You know, I just don't understand. In this in this town, why do some of the dogs speak? I I just don't get it. it doesn't make sense to me. But but Bluey yeah. makes sense. Like I've not really questioned Bluey too much. No, you can't, can you? No. Um, <laughs> so, what uh, from your childhood? Then, what do you remember of kids' shows of that sort of era? Do you remember much? Like, what oh, were your? What did you used to watch? I don't know, I'm I'm still watching watching them now. Yeah, yeah but they're I'm remakes still... now, aren't they? No, I'm. A, I say I, I'm still a child at heart, and I still watch. Silly cartoons. I've I've actually just bought one recently off uh, off Amazon. <clears throat> Is the uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog show? Courage the Cowardly Dog. I don't know that one. I don't think. So that's uh, it's it's very twisted. Um, kind of a, a about a dog who's in the middle of nowhere with his owners, but then it's kind of like got a horror genre to it. It's very Hang strange. On. You, you used to watch this when you were like. Five years old or something. Oh no, no, sorry. This is that was probably gonna say maybe early teens, if that. Okay. If we're talking okay. that young, yeah. um, I'm still in the process of finishing gargoyles. Gargoyles. I gargoyles. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that that was kind of watch that. Bark mice from Mars. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Uh were, He-Man. Although over here it was Hero Turtles. Oh uh, yeah. Did you know then, that? Yeah. Yeah, ninjas were bad, weren't they? Well, Teenage mutants. It was the violence, wasn't it? That they didn't want. 
Although every episode, you know, they take out their uh, swords and their katanas or whatever. What were the things that, um, oh crap, Raphael had? I don't know what they're called. They're called like forks Forks. or something. (laughs) Fork things. (laughs) You know, and they'd be like fighting people. So despite the fact that they changed it to hero turtles, they were still ninjas. They were still doing ninja stuff. Yeah, someone... uh... Someone really went through an analysis. My um, one of my family members was telling me this on a, on another podcast that he was listening to. Someone was really analysing, like kind of over analysing, how the Ninja Turtles have different weapons. But do you remember the um, their their sensei was um, Splinter? Splinter, yeah. And um, he gave the weapons he gave them. Um, was based on their characters. So Raphael had those like fork things, but mm. those were primarily because he was such an aggressive character. Those fork things are actually more of a defensive weapon. So it's not like he was given a katana or anything because he'd be slicing people up. I see. So <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, I had to hold my tongue there. Um, but, you know, he would use it as a, uh, yeah, def- more of a defensive one. And then you've yeah. got, um, is it? It wasn't. Who who had the um, Leonardo? The had the, that was uh, Michelangelo. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Michelangelo had the nunchucks. But basically, he had the nunchucks because you've got to concentrate so much. You know, and he and was he kind was of all over bit, the place. Yeah, he was a wacky bit one, wasn't he? It's like he needed he needed the nunchucks to help him concentrate and focus. I was like, is this dude. is this legit? Is this? You know, is this actually the reasons behind it, or is this like, um, you know, we said we talked about it before, where people were making up backstories, random backstories. Yeah, I think it's fan theories that's kind of built up over time. I don't, I don't think it's actually based on fact. I I did watch the. uh, Wait, why does I need to know now? Why does Donatello get the uh, the bow staff? Uh, because he he's primarily technology based, and they just gave him a wooden stick. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible! Why does Leonardo get the sword then? Uh, I can't remember. I, I'm, I'm going to have to look this up because he's sensible. I suppose he was the sensible one, wasn't he? Well, he he was the leader, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so a leader um, gets a leader's weapon. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just what go did, with that. What did, what did um, Splinter would have had something, wouldn't he? Did he have, or did he just had a walking stick? I think he just had a walking stick. That's probably enough. Did he ever he use was, that? He was badass. He was kick-ass. Yeah. Did you watch the Michael Bay films? No. Oh, man. No. The, the, I, I, I might. Megan Fox is in it, isn't she? Yeah. It's April. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's worth a watch, Ed. Yeah, I think probably maybe... Well, I don't know. Yeah, but did you did you watch uh, again on on Netflix? They had the the toys that made us. Yes, and I watched. Yeah, I watched that. Um, I've only about, seen one episode of that. Obviously, well, I would because highly I've got my recommend collection. Yeah. For oh. yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say about the the Star Wars collection. Um, mm. Obviously, it's well quite an insight into how it all sort of began. And uh, I'm obviously trying to have a little collection of my own. Well, Star Wars that. was the whole start of pretty much the toy movie mm. 
franchising collection of toys as well, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, so. I think so. There were other other bits around, but that was when it really kicked off. And that's, yeah. I want to say that's probably what's started it as a collector's thing, maybe, quite that's, possibly. Oh, yeah. I would, I would say so. Because um, have you got any other collections that are being started at the moment? No, no, just just that off the top of my head. I did years ago. I collected um, little racing helmets, mm-hmm. um, and I've still got a few of them. In fact, I've still got the five that I started as my collection, if you want to say. Um, but I, I never really sort of try. I don't know. I never really sort of pictured it as a collection. I just liked the look of them at the time. I was like, yeah, they're cool. I'm going to get those. Isn't that um, how a collection starts? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, but I never I never really expanded on it. It was only, like, I only got to five. But I have got one in there that I found out was quite rare, which no, I'm right. trying to sell. <laughs> so, when you yeah. say it's rare, like, how, how much are we kind of talking value-wise? I've seen it on eBay for about 80 quid. Oh, so, that's uh, antique I mean, roadshow money right there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you got anything, any antiques or anything that you've? I've gone through something. Yeah, I've I've gone I've gone through stages. Um, I think we'll uh, maybe have to touch on collectibles and action figures, and that's in the next one. Okay. You want to end it there? Yeah, we'll end it there, everybody. So thanks for joining us and yeah, we'll see you all on the next one. See you later. Yes.